Hi Emily, thanks to your talks I've learned how to set up funds in basic apps like Nutmeg or Moneybox and that's all fine but I don't really understand what I'm investing in. How can I get more control over what I'm investing in these funds? Hello, welcome to the podcast The Wallet. I'm Emily Bellet, founder of Vespod and author of You're Not Broke, You're Pretty Rich. And every week with my brilliant guests, we give you the best tips, guidance and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. We want you to feel confident in saving more, earning more and investing for the long term. Today, we're back with an episode of The Hotline where we answer your burning questions about money. Remember that if you'd like to participate, send me a voice note at emily at vespa.com or follow the link in the show notes. We'd love to hear your proud money moments, your questions and comments. As always, join us on vespa.com for events, workshops and lots of free money resources. In today's episode, we answer a question from Kathleen. She started investing her own money using robo-advisors. So these are online platforms that manage your money for you but isn't sure what she's investing in and she wants to take more control in building her portfolio. So today on The Wallet, we talk about why investing is for everyone. And thanks to the increased popularity of investing apps, it's never been easier to get started. Today, we'll take a step back and look at why, when, and how to invest in the stock market. You might be familiar with the term robo-advisors, but when talking about investing, what does it actually mean? We break down their pros and cons, what they do, and the thing you should consider when looking for an investment platform. To help answer Kathleen's questions, we explain how to understand what funds you are invested in, how to set your level of risk, and next steps for when you're comfortable with robo-advisors. Since we're talking about investing, I'd like to remind you that you have to first repay your expensive debts and have emergency savings in place. Once you've started, remember to stay in for the long term, ignore the noise, and start small. And again, this is not financial advice. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd also just like to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, PensionBee. PensionBee has helped over 500,000 customers be pension confident. It enables savers to take control of their finances by helping them transfer their old pensions together into one simple online plan. With PensionBee, you can manage your pension like you manage your bank account, you can check your real-time balance, see your projected retirement income, and set up contributions and withdrawals all from the palm of your hand. Plus, you'll get human support from your very own UK-based account manager or as PensionBee calls them, BeeKeeper. You can sign up to PensionBee today with the names of your old pension providers in just five minutes. And if you're self-employed, you can start a new pension from scratch. As always with investments, your capital is at risk. Hi, Emily. Thanks to your talks, I've learned how to set up funds in, you know, basic apps like the Nutmeg or Moneybox. And that's all fine, but I don't really understand what I'm investing in. How can I get more control over what I'm investing in these funds? Hey, Kathleen. Thank you so much for your questions about investing and well done for getting started. I think for me, that's, you know, the hardest thing is, yeah, where, where do I start with investing? So you now have money invested via something we call a robo advisor. So I guess that's what we're going to talk about today is how do you then deep dive into your investments once you just get started? And before that, let's take a step back maybe and think about, you know, why you invest and, and when. 
Bitcoin and, and investing now is really literally for everyone. Usually you would invest, uh, I mean, you can you can invest for fun, like a little bit of money and, and anyone can do that. You can start investing just your, your spare change. So any money you can afford to live for a long time, you could do that technically. But usually when we, when we talk about investing for the long term, and that's really what we're trying to do at Vespod is helping women get started investing and invest for their, for their financial futures. We tend to say you invest for at least five to 10 years. Um, that's also what advisors tend to recommend because there can be big drawdowns in the market. There could be another financial crisis. There could be I don't know, like another pandemic. I mean, who knows? And that can have an impact on the you know, financial markets. It can be political, it can be economical. There's lots of different reasons. And you don't want to be in a position where you need the cash now, but actually all your money is invested and then you don't have any money and you need to find money somewhere else or debt or, or credit card or something like that. So that's why we tend to, to say that investing is for the long term. And also investing for the long term will help your returns. It's very, very hard to invest for the short term, to trade in and out of the market, to really think long term. I think that's also a misconception, but I often say that you're not a trader. So, you know, if you want to play with like a small part of your of your money, then, you know, it's, it's your choice. It doesn't mean you're going to make money, uh, but really think about the long term. And now when you start investing money, and Kathleen, thanks for sharing your, your experience, like working with like a few platforms. There's different ways to do it. Originally, if you wanted to invest money and maybe historically was to work with a financial advisor, they will have their own platforms. They will invest your money on your behalf um, or you, uh, and that could be expensive and you maybe need to have like a certain amount of money. Now you can, of course, do that, but there's also a lot of new platforms on the market, sort of these like fintechs. Um, and with these platforms, you can actually invest uh, from, you know, £25 a month or so something extremely low and I think for me it's a great way to get started investing in the stock market and then once you become better at it or you want to learn or it's actually that you want to spend more time doing it then you can move to a more DIY platform so Kathleen for me you're in like this you know intermediary category it's super exciting because you have money invested you're learning and you want to know you know where is my money going when I when I use these platforms so you can start in a lot of different ways but when we look at you know what is what is a robo uh, advisor and you mentioned a few names here so a robo advisor it's confusing because it's not a robo <laughs> it's not an advisor. It's not someone who, you know, who knows you. It's not someone you can talk to. But basically, robo-advisors are platforms who suggest a range of portfolios of funds. So based on, you know, a questionnaire that will assess how you feel about risk, you know, why do you want to invest money and stuff like that, they will invest your money on your behalf. In general, robo-advisors management tend to be passive and it can also include some active investing. And because of that, they can charge usually better fees than, you know, financial advisors. When these robots invest the, this money, they base their strategy on a popular strategy called the modern portfolio theory. It's called MPT that follows funds like, for example, the, you know, FTSE 100 or S&P 500. And that prioritizes, you know, diversification in order to minimize risk. So these robot advisors will put together a portfolio of low-cost funds. It can be index funds, it can be ETF, exchange trading funds, and it will spread your, your investments across different assets. So 
funds, what are funds? You know, what are these ETFs, these index funds? These are basically a collection of many individual investments. You may be familiar with, you know, what's a stock or what's a share. Stock, a share is like a portion of a company. And instead of you going out and buying like, you know, shares in all these different companies, which can take a lot of time, it can be expensive also to buy these, all these, you know, different shares, it can add some, you know, complexity, you need to do a lot more research. Then if you actually go and buy a unit in a fund, you can get exposed to a performance of a much of a much bigger market. So that's why, you know, they've become a very popular choice for investors. And, and if we had to summarize like for three main reasons. So the first one is, you know, diversification. The second one is low cost. We talked about that. Uh, when we look at index funds, for example, they are passively managed and they're trying to replicate the performance of the market. They're not trying to be better than the market, but they're just, you know, picking a selection of stocks and they will replicate the performance of, of the market. And this is compared to what I mentioned before, an active managed funds. And that's where usually you have a, you know, human broker actively choosing what to invest in and that tends to result in, in higher fees. And also with passive funds, you can, you can generate strong long-term returns. You could also generate some with, with, you know, active funds, but over time, passively managed index funds tend to outperform uh, actively managed funds. So that's been a big debate for years, but basically when you go with a robo, most of the time, there's going to be passive funds, and some of them are also going to have some some active funds in their in their portfolio. So for you coming with your twenty five pound amount, fifty pound amount, you put your money with the robo, and I'll tell you, you know, how what's what's the process. They will invest your money for you, and your money will be spread because there's a lot of other investors with you, like smaller investors. Your money is put together, and it goes into like a few different portfolios of funds. So now maybe you're with Kathleen, you already have you know one platform, but it's how do you choose actually a robo-advisor? That can be quite tricky. Or how do you choose like a, a platform? So for me, just to give you a few things, the fees, so they can be management fees, they can be some, some of the platform, they charge subscription fees. You have to look at, you know, the expense ratio. So robo-advisors tend to charge you an overall fee of about 1%. So that means that 1% of the money you invest with them, you will pay to them in fees. That's lower than what you would pay sometimes with with a financial advisor but that's also higher you were just to go and buy your own you know funds yourself because if you just open a brokerage account on the DIY platform you could just go and buy your own passive funds index funds and that would be a bit cheaper than that but of course because they're doing a lot of the work of choosing your investments rebalancing your portfolio you also pay for the service when you choose your robo-advisor, make sure it has the account you want. Um, we're not going to go into that, but, you know, there's lots of resources at Vespod. And basically, if you can invest in a tax-efficient manner, that's better. So always think, you know, maybe pensions, maybe ISA, individual savings accounts. And there's two types here, the stocks and share ISA, the lifetime ISA. And then once you've looked at, you know, this tax-efficient account, you can also look at the more like general investment accounts. Then you can look at the investments. What are the investments that, you know, robo-advisors offer? Most of the time, low-cost index funds, ETF, they don't offer individual stocks. So if it's what you want to pick stocks and stuff, maybe you need to work with another type of, you know, DIY platform because the robo offers the portfolio and you can't change these portfolios. You just have to follow basically the investment choices they're making on your behalf. The platforms, they also do the rebalancing. So the portfolios tend to be, you know, fluid and there's lots of, you know, market fluctuation and they will cause the mix of investments 
to move. So basically, when you look at your portfolio and the level of risk, usually when you want to take a lower risk, you tend to have more bonds in your portfolio and bonds can be government bonds, they can be corporate bonds. These are loans to companies and loans to government. They tend to be less risky. And on the other side of your portfolio, you also have some equities, some equity funds. And these are going to be index funds based on you know shares of, of companies. So your portfolio will be a mix of bonds and will be a mix of shares. If your portfolio is low risk, you tend to have a majority of bonds. If it's medium risk, you tend to have, maybe not equally, but you tend to have, you know, bonds and shares and bonds and equities in your portfolio. And if you want to take more risk, you tend to have a portfolio that's more geared towards having equities. And with time, this like proportion of bonds and equities will, will move. And that's why you need to do a rebalancing if you want to sort of stick to your level of risk and stick to you know, your financial goals, your financial priorities and, and, and stuff like that. So you want to go back to this original mix. And these platforms, they will do this exercise of, of rebalancing for you. Now, access to another criteria to choose a robo is access to human advisors. Some platforms are now integrated some, you know, human financial advisors. So that could be a nice thing to do if you still want to talk to someone, because otherwise most of the platforms will just, you know, invest your money. What you will have is you'll have access to a dashboard. You will be able to see your investment. You'll be able to watch videos, read a lot of articles. And some of these platforms are amazing and you can learn so much from them. So just take it as, you know, a learning experience. Even if you invest like very small amount of money, just try to get as much as you can from there. They'll give you market updates. They tell you about your portfolio, how they're rebalancing, what's happening on the market, how not to overreact. So you're really there for the, the long term. You can see also the performance but it's very hard to judge the performance of on, on of these in on in the short term so you have to be there for for a little bit longer if you want also to to review your your performance and another criteria for me that's quite important is regulation so robo advisors and like ifas traditional advisors are regulated by the fca the financial conduct authority so always look that this is the case when you pick a platform and also there's an important scheme called the fscs the financial services compensation scheme and they will protect your money up to a maximum of 85000 pounds if the company goes bust so, you know, if the investments don't go uh, as well as you wanted to, of course, you're not compensated for this, but you're compensated just for, you know, the platform holding your, your investment. So when you sign up to these platforms, make sure, you know, FSCS, FCA, it's regulated. So at least I know I have some level of protection. So now when we look at just very briefly, like, you know, robo-advisors versus financial advisors, even if the term can be, can be a bit similar, Financial advisors normally ask for minimum level of investable assets before we are, they are willing to work on a portfolio. So that's a minimum that not everyone who is interested in investment will have. And secondly, financial advisors can be expensive to use. Not everyone can afford one. So, you know, as a ballpark, they can take 1%, 2% or plus on your on your annual investment. So if you're starting very small, 25 pounds, an advisor won't be able to work with you. And that's why you can also look at the, at the robo-advisors. Now, when we look at the investment, what happens, you know, with this, you know, 25 pound? I mean, how do you get on the platform? How does it work? So first of all, you 
maybe you make a selection of like three platforms that you like and you can start comparing them depending on the fees, depending on the investment they have, the flexibility. Do you want to trade from your app? Do you want to be able to have access to a website? What's the type of communication? You know, what are your friends' recommendations? And then you can select your app. Maybe they also have some offers available where you can get a little bit of money. I often say that, but you're not married to your investment app. So if you don't like it after a few years, you can transfer the money. So you don't take the money out and put it back in because, you know, with pensions that can be complicated with either you can lose your allowance so make sure you call the platform you check the transfer forms and you can transfer the money to another platform so you're not with them forever so if you're not too sure at some point i feel that you know you have to go for it especially if you start with with a, with a small amount so once you get to one of these platforms you go to the website or you download the app you create an investment account and then you will start to answer a few questions to understand you know the sort of suitability is this person okay to invest money, to leave money invested for a long time? Do they have money elsewhere or do they have like a recurring income to make sure then you're not stuck and you're not struggling with, with your finances? They will try to understand the risk you're willing to take. And I'm going to come back to that because that can be quite tricky to understand and to assess. Then why do you want to invest? What are your financial goals? So there's about like maybe 10, 15, 20 questions Take your time. Don't stress out. Answer what you can. Try to research if you need to research, if you need to, to answer these, these questions. And then you will be shown some sort of like automated investment portfolios, usually three portfolios, a low risk, a medium risk, high risk. Some platforms may also have sustainable investment, ethical investment. So if that's what you want, make sure you also browse and, and try to look at, at these platforms. And then the platform based on you know how much also you want to invest, they will show you a selection of portfolios that will match who you are, like your investment profiles. And then you can try to choose the one that, that suits you the best. Again, you never met like these advisors, so they are trying to understand you know who you are, but they don't really know you. Then risk uh, is something that can be a bit difficult to assess. Tell me, okay, what is low risk? What is medium risk? What is high risk? Usually when you're young, you can take more risk because you have more time until you retire. But you should al al always look at how much time do I have until I will need the money. If I need the money in a rather you know shorter time frame, so I mean, always, you know, more than five, 10 years, then I would tend to take maybe less risk. But if I have a lot of time until I retire, I could potentially take more risk. And taking more risk means having more equities in my portfolio. And that means a potentially higher return. So risk is something, unless you've put money in the stock market for yourself, like your own money, it's very, very hard to assess. So if you start very small, then it's a good way to understand after a few months how you react to the stock market. Because if you have um, a higher risk portfolio, usually you see more volatility. Volatility is how high and low the, the price is, um, you know, the, the performance will, will, will go on your portfolio. And that can be quite scary. And you will tend to, to overreact and say, okay, I'm going to sell because I'm losing money or I'm making money. But the secret in investing is actually not to overreact and leave your money invested for the long term. So it's not always easy to watch this. And maybe, you know, one way for me was to just delete my investment app and then leave my investments, especially if you have a balanced portfolio of funds, like there's not so much you should be doing. You can be pretty much like a, like a passive investor. So try to assess your level of risk, take a bet, and then you can always change it. Like if you decide, actually, you know, I'm not taking enough risk, or I'm taking too much risk, I'm not comfortable, then you can adjust the cursor and see, okay, I'm going to change the, the parameters. So again, like get started, 
do what you can with the you know the knowledge that you have of what you've learned and then you can also change change these things um over over the long term when you make your investments then your money will be invested in a portfolio fund usually between five to maybe up to 20 different funds they have usually an investment manager or chief investment officer in in these companies and that will also guide you know the uh, the, the algorithm and that will also pick the fund and, and choose the portfolios and and then you can definitely look at you know what are these funds where is my money actually going and on most of these robo advisors platforms the information you have is usually very like user friendly so if you click on the fund you can do some research you can see see the funds document you can see what the funds are about you can see the different the different fees and if you're, if you're not investing yet you can definitely go and do that on some of the platforms and that's something we do during you know when I do demos during our, our investing workshops is trying to go and look at what is in these funds because you're with a robo advisor you can't change like what's in your portfolio but maybe then that's a good way to learn and go and see what's happening where is my money actually going so your money is going to go into funds but you know what are these funds about and usually they're going to be funds like maybe you know the S&P 500 so maybe you know like big companies in the US it could be like maybe the FTSE 100 100 biggest companies by market cap in the UK so really interested to learn about you know where is actually my money going where is it actually invested then if we just you know, think about the pros and, and cons of, you know, robo-advisors. The pros for me are, yeah, they're fully automated. So that means, you know, there's no face-to-face -face interaction. You can look at your investments whenever whenever you want. The advice is, is tend to be low-cost. I mean, if we call it advice, for me, it's more, you know, guidance and then investing your, your money. Robo-advisors tend to be cheaper than advisors because they can make these, these funds, um, you know, standard investment options. And they will offer a few different portfolios that, you know, pe and people will subscribe to this it's an easy way to get started you can start very small and you get exposed to different markets very very quickly and the setup is also very quick and easy to be honest now what you you should have to bear in mind is that while it's great that you know robot advisors are fully automated they will try to define and you know really protect and understand who you are but remember that they don't actually know you so the information they receive on you is very much like face value what you want to disclose but there's not they don't have this like emotional side that you could you know work on with an advisor they may be missing some consideration they don't know you know if you're trying to change job if you're thinking of starting a business starting to you know a family buying a home I mean how healthy you are all these things so make sure you always review and adapt your investment strategy based on your financial situations because just the numbers uh, you know they're, they're not going to be enough to tell you know who you are and your whole life story and also when investing make sure you understand you know the market and its fluctuations and how they will affect you so for me it's it's trying not to overreact but also you know keeping an eye on you know where where are my my investments just making sure i understand you know where it's going how much money am i putting every month is it a stretch am i comfortable with my with my direct debit if i get like maybe a pay rise can i put more money towards my my investments Am I already putting money towards my pension via work? Yeah, that's great. Do I need to invest for something else for my other goal? So I think it's really important to always review that. So for me, I see like, you know, maybe the, the robo as one part of your financial life, very good to get started, but also think about the other things in your, in your financial life that, that can be important. So Kathleen, I hope this is helpful. This was a bit of a picture about the, the robo advisors. 
for me, just, you know, to finish off, I think it's really important to get started, even if you don't know everything. Of course, you need to know the basics. And these platforms, they provide you a lot of education. We organize workshops, classes. We have tons of videos at Vespot also. But it's also having some skin in the game, starting small, understanding, yeah, I can do it. This is extremely empowering. And then you start small and you grow and you grow slowly. And you'll see your investment with, you know, compound interest, maybe the dividends you receive, the income from your investments that are reinvested. You'll see that over the long time, investing is going to make such a big difference in, in your life. So, you know, once you've repaid your debt, you start to have some savings. Yeah, start small and see, you know, how you can make your investment, your, your, your money grow a little bit more than just leaving it on a, on a cash account. Make sure you find help if you need to. I think maybe how I would do it is, okay, reassess my personal financial situation. Look at my financial goals. I know I want to invest for some of my goals. Okay, now I need a platform. If I want to invest for retirement, maybe I look at my pension. I do a bit of research, select like a few platforms, try to compare them, pick one, even if it's, you know, I'm not too sure. I'll go, I'll pick, I'll pick it. I'll start putting money away. Maybe I, I do a direct debit. 25 pound, 50 pound, 100 pound, 500 pound, whatever I can do, um, that feels comfortable for me. And then, okay, this platform is investing this money for, for me. If later down the line, like me, you feel, okay, maybe the robo wasn't enough for me because I want to pick maybe some single stocks and it's going to be more risky, but then I'm becoming another type of investor, more of a DIY investor. Then maybe you need to move to a more DIY platform and your bank may be offering one. There's lots of, you know, platforms also on, on the market or fund supermarkets where you can pick and choose your investments. And you can always do that. You know, you sign up for this platform and then you can move, you know, a few years later to another one and sort of move, transfer your investment from, from one to, um, to the other. Also check if you had previous pensions sitting somewhere because you could potentially consolidate this pension. You can move them to a you know, personal pension called the SIP and that could be the basis for your investing. Maybe you have some money invested somewhere already. So why don't you start with that? And then thinking you know, about the journey, like you don't need to check your investments every day. You're not a trader. Investing should actually be a bit boring, but also it's exciting. Like understand where your money is going, You know what changes you can make to your investments, but it's not going to be doing everything in one day, but slowly getting into the market, slowly adjusting my investments and then be invested for the, for the long term. We're going to hear uh, a proud money moment by Eleni very shortly, but I just want to give you two recommendations. The first one is a book, How to Own the World, A Plain English Guide to Thinking Globally and Investing Wisely. And that's a book by Andrew Craig. And I'd also like to recommend a podcast episode of The Wallet called Investing in the Stock Market by Jill Jackson. She's a CEO of, um, you know, an investment platform and she's talking about how to get started investing. So, Kathleen, I hope this was useful. Thank you so much for sending a question. And I'm sure we'll cover this topic in a lot more detail. We'll talk about, you know, funds more specifically. We'll talk about how to pick shares, how to pick stocks. But remember that we have two amazing workshops on Vespod that you can actually purchase and follow. One, how to pick stocks, one, how to pick funds. They're really in-depth, um, you know, two hours session. And remember that you can send me your recordings via the link in the show notes or email me at emily at vespod.com. You'll hear this proud money moment by Eleni worked for Vespod a few years ago and has been super proactive with her finances. Hi, my name is uh, Eleni and I was an intern at Vespod and it really inspired me to have a great money moment, uh, which was that I started saving up uh, for a rainy day and now I can see how much um, it has grown 
and I set up a direct debit uh, to make sure that on a regular basis every month I set money aside and it feels so empowering um, so I'm really proud and happy um, to be where I am today thanks to Westpod and Emily Thank you so much for listening to the hotline in the wallet today. Please share with a friend and subscribe or leave a review on Apple podcast. Also, don't forget to send me your proud money moments, questions and comments via hotline at emily at Speak to you next week.